so blessed to be here. Thank you, Pastor Ian. And um, I bring you the love from uh, the church in Romania, Harvest Yash. Uh, we are so humbled by uh, your love poured out in us. Even if you uh, don't know all of us, uh, we saw constantly pictures from here, you praying for us and for what God is doing there. So we are humbled by you. So thank you. Uh, may God receive every glory this morning for uh, what he called us to do. Uh, it's a great, great privilege for us to, to work uh, for his kingdom in his kingdom. Um, no, until now, I um, saw myself as a real man, but now seeing me preaching in English, <laughs> that makes me be sure that I am a real man. So <laughs> uh, prepare yourself today to hear a special English. Uh, you know, it's uh, that kind of English that men used to speak before when men used to be men. Uh, as you notice, with strong accent, okay? Um, isn't it true that in the world we live in, um, we value very much the concept of safety? And one of the worst feelings is that feeling when uh, you are feeling unsafe. Do not, do not ask me how I felt during my first fly over the oceans. Uh, I have a plane sickness, so uh, when I first saw on the airplane, uh, it was written Air Canada, I felt safe. <laughs> no, uh, no remaining words on the plane, that should be okay. Uh, but last summer we traveled to, to Greece with uh, our family. We went on vacation with uh, some, some friends. And before we left to Greece, I read some kind of uh, articles about uh, how sh careful you should be when you cross Bulgaria because they are masters of uh, car stealing. So that is very true. So we found a small street because we wanted to visit Sofia, the capital of Bulgaria, when we came back from the vacation. Uh, I found a, a small street with uh, some uh, cars parked there. So I parked my car uh, near uh, the other cars. Uh, so I will be honest with you now. Uh, all the time that we walked through the downtown of Sofia, I saw nothing because my mind kept thinking about the car. And I was thinking about uh, you know every article that I read before I left, uh, I left home. So uh, on the way back to that small street, every person that I met uh, uh, and I saw looked like uh, professional killer to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm, I'm serious now. So <laughs> after a while, I even left behind my friends and my wife. So I start running to that small street because I was making plans in my mind. What should I do if I won't see my, my car right there? So what should I do then? Uh, well, uh, we don't like feeling unsafe. None of us like that. Uh, this is why when you buy a used car, for example, you take a friend with you who knows cars to advise you. This is why when you buy a, a house, you call Matt, right? So, <laughs> uh, could you assist me, please? Uh, could you give me some advices? I don't know how the culture is in Romania, in Canada, but in Romania, when you go to a doctor, you, ha you have a big you know, surgery, uh, you look for a good doctor because you know that your life will be on the hands of that doctor and you want to be sure that you'll be safe. Well, brothers and sisters, if we are so concerned about the safety of our temporary life here on earth, 
if we are so concerned about our cars, about our homes that we have just for a few years, now, in 100 years from now, none of us will be alive. How much concerned should we be about our eternal life, about our souls, which are eternal? And do you know why this issue is so vital? Because during our life on Earth, there are millions way to death, there are millions way to hell, but there is one way, only one way to life. There is only one way to heaven. Did you ever see war movies? You know when soldiers have to cross a field full of mines, what do they do? They send an expert before them. And what should the other soldiers do? They have to step exactly on the same exactly steps. Well, who, whom do you follow? Whom do you follow on this earth full of Satan's minds? Whom do you follow this morning regarding your eternal life? There was one who opened a safe path which leads to life. His name is Jesus Christ. He's the son of God. And he paved a safe path through the field full of the Satan's mind with his own blood. And on this path, whoever comes will find life. But more than life, Jesus himself will lead every step of those who come on this path because he is the good shepherd of all his sheep and he'll lose none of his sheep, none. So let us remember this biblical truth this morning by reading together Psalm 23. And sorry for the words, I cannot spell it very right, but okay, let's read together Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. One question. What kind of stories do you remember when you think back at the Sunday school days when we were little children? We remember how God split the Red Sea, right? We remember how he gave strength to David to uh, uh, fight with Goliath. We remember how uh, God protected Daniel in the middle of the wild lions. Isn't it right? We looked then at God as to our superhero who will win every fight, doesn't matter who the opponent was. Isn't it interesting how as we grow older, we tend to live and act as we do not believe anymore those biblical truths? Psalm 23 begins by presenting God as a shepherd who cares about his sheep. And the first important thing that we should notice, we should observe is the fact that he who is our shepherd is God himself. God is my shepherd. If you are a child of God this morning, 
If you are born again by the Holy Spirit, if you repent of your sin, and if you put your trust in Jesus Christ as your savior, well, the same God who gave strength to David to fight with Goliath, the same God who split the Red Sea, the same God who protected Daniel, he is your shepherd. Isn't that such a great truth that it's even impossible to believe it? The one who speaks and things come to life, the one who raised his voice and mountains melt away like wax, he's not only your savior, he's not only your God, but he's your shepherd. So many times we live our lives like the world does, right? We are full of fear in face of sickness, in, in face of death. We are so stressed about tomorrow. I don't know about Canada, but I think you are sinners too, right? <laughs> <laughs> we are so stressed about tomorrow. We let panic to lead us. How could we do such a thing when this God is our shepherd? David, who wrote this psalm, he himself was a shepherd. So he knew exactly what a good shepherd will do for his sheep. Not once David put himself in the bear claws, in the mouth of the lions to save his sheep. And isn't it the, the same truth that Jesus said in John 10, 11? I am the good shepherd, and what does a good shepherd do for his sheep? He gives his life away. Why? Because like the sheep, we are so weak and dependent. We don't want to admit that. But like the sheep, we are so weak and dependent. Uh, because of our sins, we tend to think that we are gods, that the world is on our feet. But in reality, we are so fragile, so exposed. In your way back home today, you know that you could choke a fly <laughs> and die? That's the reality. Right now, each one of us could have a heart attack and die. Well, brothers, this is the fragility of humanity. But when God who made the heaven and earth is your protector, your shepherd, you should not fear. When you are carried in his arms, on his shoulders, nothing could harm you. In the shepherd's hands, there is no place for accidental things. And should, you should ever remember this. All the time remember this. In the shepherd's hands, there is no accidental thing, never. He is in control of all the tiny details of your life. How can we know that? Look what the word of God says. This almighty God is not a shepherd. This almighty God is not the world's shepherd. This God is not only our shepherd. This God is my shepherd. And if you are child of God, he is your shepherd. If you are one of his sheep, he knows you by name right now this morning. You are not just only a number among the flock, you know. He, you know those shepherds who doesn't notice when a sheep is not there? Jesus is a good shepherd. If you miss, he will notice that. Because you are not just a number. Isn't it true that so many times we live under the, the fear of this kind of questions? Does God really care about my stupid math exam? Right? 
Does, does God really care that I'm in love? I'm sure that God has more important things to do than my childish problems. Well, my beloved brothers in Christ and sisters, let me remind you this morning that uh, the biblical truth is that if you are a child of God, the Lord is your shepherd and he cares about every small detail of your life. There is no minor thing, not one minor thing going on in your life that the shepherd does not care of. You are not just a number from the flock. He knows your name. There is no one second. There is no one second when the shepherd forgets about you. None. All the time when you are missing, because sometimes we are stubborn and we miss from the flock, he leaves the other 99 sheep and he comes after you. And all the time he puts you on his shoulders and he brings you back. All the time. This is why, this is the reason why we should cry out this morning together, I shall not want. I shall not want. If I have him as my shepherd, that would be enough for me. Isn't my shepherd the same shepherd who dresses the flowers on the fields? Isn't my shepherd the same shepherd who prepares every day the food for the little birds? Isn't he my shepherd also? Will this shepherd leave his sheep to starve? Never. Verse 2 says, He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. There will be no one single day when God, when Jesus, the good shepherd, will not prepare the table for you every day with the best food for your soul, fresh and ready to, to be served every day. He will not miss that point. He will lead you every day to the best pastures and to the coldest river waters for your soul. Isn't this the reason for which he left the scriptures on our hands? It's not the scripture for our souls like the green pastures and the cold waters. And did he not give us the gift of the Holy Spirit? who comforts our souls, our hearts, as the cold water comforts our thirst when we need it? If you just taste again and see this morning, once, once again, what a great God we have, what a wonderful God we have, and how should you do that? By giving, giving yourself to the Word of God and giving yourself to the private prayer, seeking His presence. Let me give you a good news. The living word of God is a food that never ends, never. It is fresh every day, it is new every day. It is like a, a pasture of, of grass who is greener every day. That is the word of God for the children of God. No, theological books are okay, are good. Morning devotionals are okay. We all read it, but none of it compares to the scriptures, to the word of God with our Bibles, because right there in the living Word of God, He is leading us by the Holy Spirit to the pastures where the Holy Spirit is changing our lives. Doesn't just feed us, but is changing our lives. And I know that there are people here this morning who so many times, like me, and like all others, we live from the green pastures to the deserts of this world, right? Thinking that we'll find better food 
So we gave ourselves more to the, I don't know, TV shows, movies, sports, and all kinds of, of things, pleasures. What a hidden mind, right? Planted by Satan himself just to feed you with lies. And you wonder why you have no power to overcome sin in your life? Did you ever think about that? Why don't I have power to overcome sin in my life? So many people wake up from this dream uh, of playing with Satan mind, minds, and when you wake up, you realize that it's not a dream, it's reality. You actually play with the Satan's minds. And so many people wake up and they say, how could I do that? Man, how could I cheat it on my wife? I don't realize how I get here. Well, do you find pleasure in feeding yourself from the pastures of the Good Shepherd? Do you spend a lot of time in scriptures and prayer? Is this a, a lifestyle for you? Why in the world would you prefer the trash instead of the good food of the shepherd? Why? Ask yourself, why? Only if we could know how many people spend their entire life just to taste a little drop of the still waters we have. Just a little drop. And they don't find it. Right now, these minutes, hundreds of people are dying dead in their sins. Their hearts are starving. And they will go to an eternal place of starvation. But we, dear ones, we, we are led to still waters and it is given to us freely without measure. Every day, every second, freely, without measure. How much should, should we appreciate with our lives the blessings and the love of our shepherd? Are you one of those who left from the shepherd's pastures to feed yourself with lies? With the lies of the deserts of this world? Maybe one of Satan's minds exploded. So your life is sh like shredded in million pieces. Your soul is shredded in million pieces. Are you in a period of life when you are weak spiritually? Well, maybe you are ashamed of what you did and Satan tries to go further and keep you there and he's lying to you that there is no more chance for you. I have a question. Will there come any moment when the shepherd, the good shepherd, will abandon one of his sick sheep? Will there be one of these moments when the good shepherd will abandon one of his, his sheep? Look at what he does, verse three. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. When we fall down, when we, sh the sheep of Christ, act like goats, no, because of our flesh, our shepherd is not just able to feed us. Our shepherd is able to restore us. Our shepherd is, is able to heal us because he loves his sheep. That's the secret. He loves his sheep. When we lose our way, all the time he comes after us and doesn't, it doesn't matter how dirty you be become, became. If you are one of his sheep, all the time he'll grab you, he'll put you on the, his shoulders, 
He will wash you, clean you of your sin, and he'll, he will bring you back in the stable all the time. And now I'm not talking about, you know, those goats who talk about a cheap grace. Okay, let's live how we want because he loves us. No. You know that the scripture says in Titus, we know that the grace of God teaches us to deny ungodliness and worldly desires. That what, that's what the grace does. But I'm talking now to the sheep of the shepherd who think this morning that their failure is too big. That this time, you know, I went so down, my, my falling was so bad that the shepherd will not have enough mercy for me. I, no, it's, it's too much. I did it once last month, again last week, and I repented then, now again. No, he, he will not accept me anymore. Dear one, not only that your sin is not too big for the blood of the shepherd, but the heart of the shepherd is loving you right now, this very moment. Just cry out to him. Repent. Repent of your sin and cry out to him. Does not matter how big your failure is, he will close the mouth of the lions. He will kill the Goliaths of accusation in your life. And you can be sure of that. You know why? Not because I'm telling you. Look at the text. Because he does it all for his name's sake. That's the reason we can be sure of this. The good shepherd declares his eternal love for his sheep and the guarantee that he offers to be sure of his promises is the reputation of his own name. That's our assurance. When he gave his life for his sheep, he signed the contract with his own blood of the proof that it is all paid, our sins are paid in full, they are forgiven, and on that contract, on the bottom, he wrote, I guarantee this with the reputation of my name. Well, will God not keep his promises? Will he let his name to be put on shame? Never, not ever once. If you are from his table, come home, dear one. Maybe you are here thinking that you are too sinful, that your failure is too big. Just come to him. Come back. Come to his table. He'll not close the door. Never. His love for you is forever and unchanging. Look at what Jesus says in John 6, starting from verse 37. All that the Father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he give, is, has given me but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. Isn't this extremely good news? <laughs> to know that his will is not to lose none of his sheep? None? And yet so many times 
right, we look at our lives and they seem to be so far by this biblical truth. So many times we suffer anxieties, sickness, worries, hardships, sufferings, death. And in the middle of our turmoil, we often ask ourselves, where, where is that life of abundance that the shepherd promised me? He promised me that he will lead me to, to green pastures, to, to steal waters. Are you sure? Isn't he a liar? Where are his promises? Verse 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Well, when this path of the shepherd, of the good shepherd, we will lack lots of things, lots of things. But we will lack no one thing that the good shepherd knows that works for our eternal joy, not one of it. Including suffering, including hardships, even when we are not able to understand why. Why now? Why does it happen to me? Well, because the Good Shepherd knows that you need that thing for your eternal joy and pleasure. In times of suffering and turmoil, always remember this truth. Your Shepherd, my Shepherd, is never behind me. Never. The Good sh Do you know what a Shepherd does, right? He walks in front of the flock. He's never behind us. He's not a Shepherd who, who sends us on a new path and he doesn't know exactly what will follow. All the time, in any circumstances, the Lord God, our shepherd, is leading the way, including the way through the valley of the shadow of death. He's still there, and he's leading us. Are you in the valley of the shadow of death during this season of your life? Do you tend to doubt his promises? Are you in the season of the life of this kind? You think your cause before him has been forgotten, that he doesn't answer prayers? Not only that he, it has not been forgotten, he didn't forget about you, but God himself, God himself is leading this season of your life. Doesn't matter how hard it is. And maybe you ask, why? Why does he do this? It's so painful, so painful, why? And the answer will always be the same, because the shepherd loves his sheep. And all the time he is leading them to better pastures where the sheep may know him better on deeper levels. All the time. So many of us can offer testimony about this, right? The most painful seasons of our lives were the seasons where we felt God's love and God's protection like never before. And those who lived these kind of things know what I'm talking about. Because the valley of the shadow of death, you know what it does? All the time the, the valley of the shadow of death offers us the opportunity to see the power of the shepherd's staff. He protects us. He's fighting for us. 
So he cannot show us that part of himself when we are in the green pastures. But he will show us how strong he is, what, what a strong staff he is, when we are in the valley of the shadow of death. And right now, you may just, you may just say, how can you talk about the strength of the shepherd when my child just died? How can you talk to me about the strength of the shepherd when my wife is fighting breast cancer? Where is his power? What kind of strength is this? You know, we the people, we make lots of plans. We plan about retirement. We plan about how many kids we have. We plan about how many grandchildren we have. We plan about our houses, about everything. And our lives takes, take different paths, right? But there is one path that each of us will have to cross. Each of us. One path. It's the same. The path of death. No one can go, you know, <laughs> around. When we, when we go to a funeral, what we do is just looking to a picture from our future. That's what funeral is. You go and see yourselves in the future, right? And yes, all of us feel the panic and the fear thrills of death, right? So where is this good shepherd from Psalm 23? Where, is, where are his promises if, if death seems to take from me the, most, the, the best things that I love the most? Where is his power? Well, which psalm is writ written before Psalm 23? Psalm 22, right. <laughs> we have the same math, Romanian and Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> so I would ask you, isn't this wonderful news? And do you know why? Because Psalm 22 is the psalm of the cross. Let's read together a few verses. Psalm 22, verse 1. My God... My God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me from the words of my groaning? Verse 16, they have pierced my hands and feet. I cannot count all my bones. They stare and gloat over me. They divide my garments among them. And for my clothing, they cast lots. There is no greener pasture. There are no better still waters than the crying from verse 1. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Showing us directly the day when Jesus Christ was on the Christ, crying, so we won't cry anymore. Being forsaken, so we will not be forsaken anymore. So now when we cross the valley of the shadow of death, we can be sure that this valley it's just a shadow for us. So that's a huge difference. The valley of the shadow of death is just a shadow for us. He suffered, suffered death for all his sheep. So we may be sure that by putting our trust in him, by believing in him, we shall not die but live forever, have eternal life because our sins are forgiven. He swallowed the penalty of sin, which is death eternal separation from God, 
to bring us to eternal life in the presence of the Father. That's what the cross did. So now if you are in the valley of the shadow of death, please remember this. Through Jesus Christ, if you are a child of God, if you repent and then if you embrace Jesus as your savior, as your shepherd, this is just a path to the eternal reward. reward. You are going home through him. Also remember when you can find shadow, you know what shadow means? Shadow is just the evidence of the presence of light. You'll not be able to see the shadow if you'll not have the light. So when you pass the valley of the shadow of death, that's just a reminder for us that the light of the world, Jesus Christ, is there with you and he will not abandon you. He will be with you to the end. And more than that, never forget that if you are in Christ following him as your shepherd, what you experience in hardships, in the hardships and in death, is not the valley of death. Jesus crossed the valley of death on the cross. We just, we, we are just in the valley of the shadow of death, remember about what Jesus did for us. That he paid it all for us. For the sheep of Christ, now death is like a dog without teeth. It's barking, makes you to feel uncomfortable, uncomfortable you say. Uh, you are full of fear sometimes when it's barking, but it, it cannot harm you. It has not, no teeth. That's what death is to us through Jesus Christ. So my dear brothers in Christ, if God is your shepherd, you should not want anything else. You shall not want. You are safe in his hands. You are safe. He is for you and no one and nothing can stop him from loving you forever. Is he your shepherd? Are you following this shepherd? Is Jesus Christ your shepherd this morning? If not, dear friend, come to him today. Today. You can go out or right now your life could be finished. Your heart can stop beating. So if you don't have Jesus as your shepherd, you'll have to cross the valley of death. It will not be just a shadow for you. It will be a real valley and it will be eternal. Only Jesus Christ can save you from there. Only the blood of Jesus Christ can wash your sin away. So come to him. Come to this Shepherd, he is able to forgive you. He is able to forgive all your sins. He is able to restore your life, no matter how shattered it, it is. Just come to him, repent of your sin, believe in him, and he will be your eternal shepherd. When, when we know that all of these are biblical truths, what can we say more than what David said at the end of the of his psalm. Verse 5. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, 
goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, even if Satan, even if all the hell's powers will raise against you, if Jesus Christ is your shepherd, every day he will put the table of salvation before you, every day, until the day we will be together with him at his table in heaven forever. We, we, we will enjoy forever with our Father. Isn't that great news? So where are our enemies? Where are the voices of accusations? Why should we fear? We shouldn't fear. God is our shepherd. So we can just sing, having in mind, in our minds, what Apostle Paul said in Romans chapter 8, starting from verse 31. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him for us all. How will not he also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? As it is, it, as it is written, for your sake, we are being killed all day long. We are regarded as sheep, to be slaughtered. No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord my shepherd, your shepherd. Amen.